Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So here's the thing about 50 Cent. (laughs) Okay, we're a couple weeks outside of the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure by the time this episode, the memes have kind of slowed down about 50 hanging upside down at the Super Bowl. And we're in a consensus that this was, between this and Prince, were the the two greatest Super Bowl performances of all time. Duh. Anyway, the thing about this, okay, so Get Rich or Die Tryin' debuted at number one in the Billboard 200. So it sold 872,000 copies in the first week. And in its second week, it sold an additional 822,000 copies. So it's like, it was the best-selling album of 2003 and it sold... 12 million copies worldwide. So that his legendary status is solidified. He's also one of the funniest humans in rap music. He's, has no problem being a troll. He loves memes. He's hilarious. And I'm saying that I'm recording this the day after the Super Bowl. And I'm positive as these, him hanging upside down. It's the combo of him hanging upside down <laughs> and being the surprise guest and looking like he put on a few pads. Like, it just was like, you don't look, we see you all the time. Why you look so plump? Like, you don't look that plump when you was right side up. And so anyway, his his legendary status is solidified. It was already that he... And if y'all follow me on Twitter, I absolutely predicted that he was going to be the surprise guest. I also thought Warren G was coming, but, you know, it is what it is. The point is, uh, oh, also, I just remember Warren G had already performed earlier for, uh, he performed on MLK weekend. Anyway, besides the point, 
50 probably is totally okay with the upside down memes because he's, and I don't know, because again, you're hearing this in the future. I might be wrong. I may have to eat my words, but I'm pretty sure he's funny. Like 50 laughs at himself. And you got to understand black culture. We, nothing, we make fun of, no one is safe. I think I've said this multiple times. No one is safe. Anyone can get it. Like anyone can crack jokes. Hell, y'all remember those memes of Snoop going around with him when his hair wrapped, his dreads wrapped up, talking about he looked like somebody auntie. Like, don't, no one's safe. Like, we just, <laughs> we laugh, we know it's safe. Anyway, I bring up 50 because I want to talk about that, actually that debut album, that Get Rich or Die Trying. It was a, a ton of interludes on that, record back when interludes were a thing and they were skits where he was making fun of Ja Rule like when I tell you he got a sense of like his first album he's it's like he coming at Ja like he would be he would be playing a song and you'd hear him go where would I be without you like and then he was like that's me I'm singing with myself so it was like Ja Rule featuring Ja Rule it was because Ja was featuring singing choruses on everybody's records at that time now y'all might be like Ja Rule is that the dude from Firefest? So he didn't memed himself over Firefest. But trust me, there was a time that Ja and Murder Inc. were the hottest things out. And then G Unit at 50 Cent came for him. And just it, all the skits were just coming at Ja. And it was like at that point, we couldn't take Ja serious. The way that 50 was getting at him, just be like, where would I be without you? Why are you always singing these choruses that you sound the same? And it was, got to do it, got to do with it. Just came at Ja. But the part that really blew my mind was 50 did the same thing. He sang raspy on the choruses and was featured on everything. Use a window shopper, man, that... Just you came by, nigga, use a window shopper. How about, I got the magic stick. I know I can hit once, I can hit time. I hit the baddest chick. You, He did the same thing. It was almost like 50 came at Ja because he was planning on replacing Ja. Now, fast forward to the Super Bowl in 2022. Guess who was hanging upside down and guess who is a meme about a failed, doomed to fail festival? Mm-hmm. Hood politics, let's go. What's up, y'all? Uh, again, this is the day after the Super Bowl that I'm recording this, so I'm still on the Los Angeles high. Like, I feel like I can walk on water. I feel like every crip in the in the country is like, after seeing Snoop stand up there, throwing up, the, oh, and the Tamsburg. I'm, I'm, I know that y'all have probably gone through all this already by the time that you hear this, but uh, 
man, when they threw the Tams Burger sign up there, you know, the whole room where we are screamed. I know that don't mean nothing to y'all. Like, but if you're not from here, it don't mean nothing to you. But that moment, dog, that Tams Burgers moment, like it's a, it's a burger joint in Compton. It's, anyway, it's like, our, it's just greasy burger, you know. Uh, There's a few spots like that. Troy's, uh, Golden Ox, you know, if, if you're familiar with my music, that's from my lid at Golden Ox, you know. Uh, anyway, still on a high about that, but this is all besides the point. I can't stress to you, I don't know how to like take y'all back to like the time when Nelly had niggas putting band-aids on their cheeks for cuts they didn't have. Who's walking around here pretending like they had St. Louis accents going, what's up in her? Hey, dirty. Like, I know that this look is going to come back one day because that's how that's how things are. I'm telling y'all, I, I I don't think that was a good season in fashion. Now, look, it might be nostalgic, but I thought, nigga, we look ridiculous like during this time. So this is... Post Tupac, pre G Unit, you know, this era, post Biggie, this era meant that there was somewhat of a vacuum, you know, and Def Jam kind of filled this. So DMX came in and filled this this hole, and he was basically the the top of the world at the time. And then this other New York brother that would tie his bandana like Tupac, you know, he was nice and ripped up, looked real, real thug, you know, who was obviously inspired by Pac like everybody else was, but he was a New Yorker. And he hooked up with his dude named Irv Gotti and they started this whole thing called Murder, Inc. And he had that natural rasp. Some people just have that natural raspy voice. And it just kind of looked like he was like a prettier DMX. That's kind of the way he seemed at first, right? A, a, a DMX that'll, that is willing to do pop music because them Rough Riders, you know, they had some hits like, ja, or, you know, DMX asked why he's, why we treasure him the way that we do. He had some hits, but he was rough, he was also a member of probably one of the greatest like tours ever. It was DMX, Jay-Z, and Wu-Tang. It was one of the greatest. It was the first like one of the first like hip hop international tours. Yeah, anyway, the point is DMX meant something to us. And then Ja come in as bald head, kind of caramely New Yorker that was like visually hearkening back to Pac. And they, the machine just got behind him and he had hits after hits after hits. This girl, Ashanti, you know, like this is, I mean, this is all head stuff. Like I'm, this is like, when I say early 2000s, that's, this is exactly what we talk about this moment, 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002, like Air Force One's times. And yeah, we, again, I can't stress how absurd we looked in our styles, but Ja was everywhere. He and since 50 didn't feel him, Eminem didn't feel him. And there was, there's some Eminem disses. Like, there's parts of M and 50 and all their careers, they mixtape worlds that, like, 
are hilarious because they just be going at like M took out everybody's dude named Benzino. And I know y'all know who that is because you're not into what I'm into. And partially because M kind of ended him. There's this song. If you go back and listen, I'm, y'all Google, Google the song Bully by Eminem. He's talking about Irv Gotti and Murder, Inc. and Ja Rule because they had a thing, right? The point is, Ja was ginormous. But there was something about 50 that everybody knew, oh man, that he had that like, that Jamaica Queens, but with the Harlem kind of like, you know, Mace was the first dude to rap like he was sleeping, you know, even just Mace is the one. So 50 kind of harkened back to that sleepy kind of like pimp, but he's, you know, he's Jamaica Queens drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? And he's a giant. Like he was super yoked. He was also running around here with his shirt off. So down to do pop music. But when you connect with Dre, because, you know, you got to remember like this rivalry between the East Coast and the West Coast about landing superstars. It wasn't as like it wasn't a. I mean, there was moments where it was like serious beef, but when you was making money, you know what I'm saying? That's like, it's more like a rivalry, you know what I'm saying? So like, and for 50 to come to Dre, you got this East Coast nigga, you know what I'm saying? On this West Coast going aftermath, going shady aftermath is just, again, just a testament to to Dre. But two, in the club, the the it was like, 50 already had with the Green Lantern mixtapes. This is DJ Green Lantern. I'm really getting in the weeds here, but I'm trying to make a point with y'all is that the buzz around 50 was, it was already super high before Dre and them even messed with him. Like he was already, like he already had New York streets on lock. Like he was, we were already buzzing about him. You know what I'm saying? It was just this hungry shooter. Um, And you just knew like, oh, this fool, he finna be a star. Then you put that Dre sauce on him, that that cosign from Dr. Dre, out of here. The run 50 made, or the, the G-Unit run, starting with Get Rich or Die, Die Trying and, you know, Valentine's Day Massacre and just all, like, even down to, like, him making a bet. This might be legendary for some of y'all. He made a bet with Kanye that when he dropped his album, uh, I think Kanye was dropping Graduation, that they were bet to, like, who would do better in the first week. And Kanye won which in some ways was like a torch passing. And the other ways was just like 50 was like, I don't care. We sold records like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter. It's our third. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying, because again, 50 just smart, you know, 50 owns vitamin water. I don't know if you know this, but like either way, when 50 came in, it was like, if I'm going to take top seed, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be the biggest bully on the block, there's somebody I got to take out. I'm not taking out DMX. He's already legendary. And 50, like, I don't really do that. Everybody else on my team, M's on my team. You know, the, the Dre and Eminem went 50-50 on 50. That's a line in one of them songs I'm telling you to Google. They went 50-50 on 50. So Shady Aftermath into G-Unit Records, like this was, and then, you know, G-Unit, you know, and then Game came in and, and then Game, you get to Kendrick and the Top Dog Entertainment gets us to now, but... And knowing your lineage, like the choice was like, okay, who do I take out? If I'm a, if I'm gonna be on the top, I gotta take out somebody. Who's on top was Ja Rule. And Fifty was like, he corny. I'm gonna take him out. He corny. And at least that's the way he presented. And I, I mean, I, just, I, I mean, in my opinion, out here on the West, I'm like, yeah, Ja was corny to me. Like, I, I mean, I can't take away from his hits, but it wasn't. I, I wasn't into that. You know what I'm saying? Especially because he just. 
like looked like he was just trying to be Pac to me. You know what I'm saying? So I was saying, hey, I'm good. Anyway, 50 took him out. And then it wasn't until four albums later that I realized, oh, wait, 50, he's doing what Ja did. He's just doing it better. But it's the same. It's the He just, he took the whole format. Murder Inc. G Unit. Like, you just, you get the squad together. You got your boss. G, G, Murder Inc.'s boss was, that was Irv Gotti. Over here, they had Dre, you know what I'm saying? And you just, the problem with Murder Inc. was all they had, all they all they had else was Ashanti. Like, there wasn't enough other shooters. G Unit, I mean, tch, Lloyd Banks, Lloyd Banks did numbers, you know what I'm saying? Tony Yayo, I mean, he got, he went to prison, but that was dope. Young Buck was dope. And then to cap it off with game, even though they had they they issues, like G Unit, like he took a format and made it work to the point to where none of us noticed. <laughs> now let me add this. It's not to say that like, you know, Mega Cruise was didn't somehow exist. You had, you know, native tongue already. You know, Harlem World with with Mason M. You had, you know, Junior Mafia. Like this is it's cruise and you just you put people out same lunatics like it's a it's a way to it's how you do it you know what i'm saying so i'm not saying that like it's an easy one to one because i mean it's it's a normal thing in hip hop to like you know one person get on and then you try to get everybody else on but the similarities were just with this particular moment was pretty glaring he just did what he just picked up where ja left off but did it better. It just didn't feel corny when 50 did it. It's the, it was the weirdest thing. Like, come with me on front. I'll teach you how to stunt. Like, it just... It just didn't feel corny when 50 did it. But it's the same play. What this got to do with politics? Y'all following Governor DeSantis? <laughs> Man, listen... I'm going to get into the weeds here with a little bit of more evidence of, of, of what I think. But I think it, it, here, here's, here's the thing. Somebody like Trump just is, again, larger than life in a party. He got that party in a death grip. They nobody want to jump out of line. And if they do that, I mean, it's a risk. Some people do. They, I mean, what they censured Liz Cheney, like, you know, either way, if few people are broke, old Pensy finally stood up and was like, listen, Mr. Trump was wrong. And even with that, like, I don't think anybody got any doubt in their mind that Trump is most likely going to be the Republican net nominee. Despite all reasons why he shouldn't be, he going to be. Because he on top right now. He just up. But what would make you think that all of the sudden ambition has left anybody else inside that party? You think they like that? You think these people have never you don't think Mike Pence has ever had presidential inklings? You don't think Governor Abbott out in Texas ain't thought about it? You don't think DeSantos, you don't think these fools ain't thought about a run for office, they just know that like, God damn it, it's the wrong place at the wrong time. Because this fool Trump got the party by the neck. 
and can and he's and it's crazy because he able to swing it from the outside. It just he just he got it. But that doesn't mean that ambition disappears. So I say that rambling intro to say this. How do you possibly have a chance to even execute your ambition to dethrone him? You got to do him the way 50 did Ja. You got to become him. Let's take a break. a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. All right, so what would be the game and what would lead me to think this? Now, again, it's a Hail Mary. I don't know how, because I think in a head-to-head at this point between DeSantos and Trump, he's the, to me, he's like the closest chance of ever like actually having a shot. It's still like, uh, Trump gonna smoke you. You know what I'm saying? 
You, but you of everybody else that may have ambitions, nigga, ain't nobody else got no shot as far as I'm concerned. That being said, like I'm balancing this prediction with the fact that like, no, we didn't think I wouldn't have predicted that like 50 would dethrone Ja. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have predicted 2020 that like Ja's kind of a joke, like lightweight, like low key is a joke. You know, I knew I wasn't really into it. Be, granted, a lot of that jokeness is because of like Firefest. But that being said, like, I don't see him getting the credit and the relevance that 50 has seemed to continue to have. And I, I wouldn't have never predicted that. But back to Florida. So if we're going to go with this motif, like how 50 did Ja, we need to look at like what Ja did well was, well, okay, he was a lovable thug, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with a with a raspy voice that could kind of keep, you know, no, he had enough streets, but he had enough pretty boyness. He was fit, you know, he was easy on the eyes um, and he was everywhere. He was on everything and he made this, made us feel like you were buying into something bigger than what he is. So you look at that, you say, what is he doing well? I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do it better. So, and follow me here. What, what did, what has Trump done well? Uh, you know, he, I mean, he's convinced the world to believe him no matter what he says. You know, he's, he's great at myth-making, right? Controlling narratives. He knows how to weaponize all things for his favor. He plays the grievances in a way that it's just, he's good at it. He can play the grievances, you know, to the point to where the, a point by point facts about something, it don't, no one gives shit. It's uh, you, you're, you're scratching the itch, the itch I need. And even if that itch is absurd, and even if the itch is, even if the grievance is like, as Anyone with logic like kind of understands that like, yo, this is a silly grievance. It doesn't matter. Your opinion on the grievance doesn't matter. Use it for your good. You Use it for your power. And that's something that Trump does well. He can control the narrative. He plays the grievances. He presents He presents in power. He talks in absolutes. You know, this is the greatest in, in the history of the country. Like he talks in absolutes um, in when it comes to that, but then he also uses things like many people are saying, a lot of people are saying, and it's like, well, it's this, again, just this master of the language because many and a lot is like, define that. What do you mean? Well, a lot of people are saying, well, I mean, I heard, I guess they were saying that, you know, this and this. So it's just like, I can't pin you. I can't pin you on where you get in this evidence. Like he done already moved on to something else. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you can't, you just putting your finger on Jello. It's amazing at it. And he could rally the troops. He, he's created a cult following in a way that every artist should wish they would be able to create that type of loyalty. That's what this man made. So where the dumbest shit this dude do don't even matter. Did y'all see about the the flushing the papers down the toilet? That he, he was complaining about. I, did y'all, like, this so much happened. Y'all missed this. The man was complaining about the toilets in the White House, that they these low flush toilets, it's take 10 to 15 times to flush it. And he said, America complained about that too. Little did we know, the report just came out that it was 
It wasn't flushing because of the documents in it. It was it wasn't flushing because it was full of papers. This fool was flushing documents down the toilet. And I honestly think it's because homie ain't no like he ain't no he don't know. This nigga went and got a box of presidential documents and took them back to Mar-a-Lago. I'm positive he thought those were souvenirs. I don't think it was as simple as, oh, he's hiding evidence. Like, that's easy. I think this man, <laughs> this man brain baked so much that he don't see, he probably been flushing documents down the toilet for years. What difference does it make? It just, it goes away. And the toilet's not working. You just call somebody. You don't talk to the plumber that come fix the toilet that says, uh, Mr. Trump, your toilet was full of paper. You talking to... The, the the plumber that show up is talking to an assistant, a, a groundskeeper that says, yo, y'all know us in a, a whole ass ream of paper in your <laughs> in your pipes. That's why your pipes don't work. You think that little assistant finna go tell Mr. Trump, sir, can you, you got to stop flushing paper down. He ain't finna tell him nothing. So, like, I bet you this nigga was like, that's just what it's like. Because <laughs> this is so absurd, but it don't matter. Cause y'all niggas gonna elect him for your candidate again. This man dumb. This man flushing paper down the toilet. Like, yo, come on, y'all. This man took a box of souvenirs from the White House. Like, you ain't, nigga, those are government documents. They not yours. You can't, you don't get, you don't, that's not how this shit work. But none of that matters. Cause Trump is their guy. So if you DeSantos. Uh, I keep calling him DeSantos. His name is DeSantis, although I have a sneaking suspicion. I can't prove this, that that nigga name is Santos. He's just trying to hide his uh, Latino-ness, kind of like your boy Ted Cruz. You know, Raphael, you know what I'm saying? That's your name. Oh, it's Ted. Like, whatever. And then Beto O'Rourke trying to, trying to add Latin to it. <laughs> I think it's his toys. Anyway. So the game is you got to like, you're going to do him like 50 did Ja. You got to essentially become him, but you've got to become a better version of him. Nigga, good luck. And you got to do it your way. You know, uh, that's not to say that 50 is just a version of Ja, but you you following the metaphor. Obviously, 50 is himself, but he's this nigga. Is, I mean, he got to hang upside down in the Super Bowl. It's a legend. Anyway, so first step. And this is just from watching videos of DeSantos talk, of DeSantis talk. Like, I would love for y'all, when you're done with this, just go look at speeches. I mean, it's like down to his gesturing, his voice inflections, the way that he's moving his hands. That it's, it's Trumpian. Like, you're doing, you're doing an, a, a visual impression of him. And I don't know that, man. I don't know if it's on purpose, but I I just know performance. I know in some ways, some of that's like, you know, if y'all really looked at like, if you were able to get a hold of my, um, y'all know nothing about this, but that Rolodex of CDs, you know, from my childhood, and you were to piece together all the different rap groups, punk groups, jazz and soul groups, if you were to piece it all together, you would you could be able to link and log my performance together. You'd be like, that's this is where prop got that from. Because of that's who influenced me. So I, I think that there's a there's an innocence reality of that of like, yo, you just get influenced by 
what you around. But then there's the part of you that's like, I'm actually trying to invoke this. You know, when I get on stage, you know, and I throw, you know, my West Side W up, you know what I'm saying? Put my elbows up and take a skip into a seawalk. I know what I'm invoking. Of course, yes, I'm from L.A., you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm from here, so this is a part of my influence, but I'm invoking something. I'm trying to invoke the power and legacy of what y'all saw at the Super Bowl. I'm invoking that. And it's purposeful because I'm like, that's what y'all know. That's what y'all ride with. I'm clearly not as famous as them. So I'm trying to invoke stuff that reminds you of them. Nigga, duh. Right? And it's also like, but it's also and that's my hood. Like I'm from LA. Like, of course. It it that stuff impressed me the way that it impressed you. It changed my life, changed my life the way it changed your life. So there's there's some innocence to it, but there's also some tactical moves in here. I'm invoking that, right? So I'm watching Governor DeSantos invoke, you know, these things. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Secondly, I can't speak to 
his voting record because he wasn't on my radar. He's not my governor. I can't speak to a lot of that. So I don't, I don't know, you know, I can't speak in any sort of confidence about like where he's been. I mean, y'all could Google that, but I'm talking about what seems to me to be like biomimicry. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 50 digit. And the first is to go with kind of how he's handling the laws around the pandemic. You know, it's, it's, it, it looks as though he's playing against a lot of grievances, but I want to get to specifically where I'm like, okay, he found his button and what's going to get him in power and get him the, the headlines because it continues to work. And it's the critical race theory wars. It's working because I mean, my little ass podcast is doing a show on it. Now, I'm sure if you listen to the show, you already know like the 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 national dialogue around like critical race theory. He is one of the first governors to be like, you're not allowed to teach it, period. I'm down to ban books. Y'all not finna do this, right? Now, um, I got this story from uh, CBS News uh, about the debate over whether critical race theory is indoctrination and being taught in schools. And I'm going to quote this from uh, the CBS News article that saw it. it says, head of, head of teachers union says critical race theory isn't taught in schools and vows to defend honest history. Now, granted, this is one side. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. It says the debate over how race is taught in schools continues to be a hot button issues in many districts. And the president of America's largest teachers union is speaking out against the efforts to ban critical race theory in a speech. Um, Randy uh, Weingarten, the head of the American Federation of Teachers, says critical race theory is not even taught in elementary schools. And she vowed to fight culture warriors who are bullying teachers. Now, I think in the episode before this one, if I know how the schedule went, I talked about how sometimes terms can get stretched into a place to where they don't mean anything. And I can tell you with 100% confidence, everything I know about other anything other than white people happened outside of school or in college. I'm telling y'all, there wasn't a single drop <laughs> no one taught me anything about anything other than a white man's perspective. Even when we were doing world history, I remember we learned about uh, medieval Japan in, in seventh grade. I remember we learned about medieval Japan and, and, you know, different or the different empires of China. But they were taught still from a lens of European expansion you just telling me that like they just existed. I, the only reason I knew anything about the history of black Latinos or, or anybody else in America was because my father told me he was a black Panther. I knew because of what, of movies. They didn't teach me that nobody, no one taught this. I ain't know what the word meant critical race theory until college. So the outrage I'm saying from my own perspective is like, it's not happening. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. What you're saying is don't talk about racism, period. 
And we like, well, that's not critical race theory, nigga. That's just what the hell happened. And that's a different, that's a different story. DeSantos got out in front, was like, no, nah, y'all gonna stop washing this stuff down our kids' throat. And they's like, nigga, washing what down your throats? You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the whole, like, these immigrants are coming and they're coming, these hordes, and they're gonna take your jobs. So you got somebody out there in Kalispell, Montana, telling me that these Mexican immigrants are going to come take their jobs. I'm like, have you ever seen a Mexican? What's the percentage of Mexicans up here in Kalispell? There is no immigrant coming taking your job. The fuck is you talking about? But it's the principalities of the thing. They take it. It's, it's the metaphorically speaking. They taking this. You know what I'm saying? So you hit that button. The big lie. We talked about the big lie. You hit that button. This shit is not real, but the principalities of the situation is real. You keep hitting that button and you know that's not true, but you keep hitting the button. Why? Nigga, because it works. Then your man Santos went so far as to say, which is, I mean, it's the greatest. I'm like, I'm so, I'm impressed, my nigga. Like, I'm impressed. My man said... On Tuesday, a bill backed by Florida Governor DeSantis would prohibit public schools and private businesses from inflicting discomfort on white people during lessons and trainings about discrimination. It was approved uh, by the state education committee um, in its first hurdle in becoming a law. The bill, SB 148, seemingly grew out of the conservative hysteria over critical race theory, which as a reminder, is an academic concept based on the idea that racism is not about individual people's prejudices, but about institution and policies. It does not, as the GOP lawmakers and its partners in the right wing media would want us to believe, teach us that all white people are racist. But y'all are, though. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's that's a joke. But if you want to unpack the joke, it's because racism as this is saying, is institutionalized. So even to participate in the institution, by definition of what we mean by racism, would mean that if you end up the institution, you racist. You're participating in a racist system. But don't worry about that. I'm not here to split those hairs. Just like I, I might say that I'm a socialist, but nigga, I live in America. I'm a capitalist. Like it, it is what it is. By participating in capitalism, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I'm a capitalist. You know what I'm saying? Even, even if I know something wrong with it, I know I'm not going to price gouge. I know I'm not going to like participate in bad practices that continue to oppress the poor. I know that. I also, I'm in the ocean. You got to swim. Ocean is capitalism. Now, so the man's, man's was like, I'm passing a law that's not going to, that's going to make white people you know, experience discomfort. And for the group of people that called everybody snowflakes and easily triggered this, like y'all trying to burn books on some like Fahrenheit. That That's probably the most like Fahrenheit 451. That's one of the books they want us to burn. And I'm like, do y'all hear the irony in this? Like, y'all don't even think you see the irony in this. The point is, I'm not even worried about that. I'm saying, nigga, that's a play. I'm like, that's a play. That is so Trumpy. You know what I'm saying? To be on some like, you can't make white people feel bad. It's I feel like it's a one-upping. Like, you one-upping this nigga. You know what I'm saying? To become some sort of hero to this group, to create this, like, fan base, you feel me, that's going to help you ride into the position. I'm saying, nigga, good luck. You're going to need a lot more dumbass laws passed if you're going to really convince these people to back you instead of President Trump. I mean, nigga, good luck. But I can see what you're doing, though. I see your moves. 
How how you going to enforce that? You can't say something that's going to make somebody white uncomfortable. Like, nigga, have you seen a Karen? Do you know what makes white people uncomfortable? Everything. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) Our very existence, my nigga. Like, it's impossible to not make y'all feel discomfort. Like, I... (laughs) Obviously, I'm speaking in gross generalities, but I'm like, niggas be walking their dogs. Fools be minding their own business, having their own conversation, eating meals. Afghani family eating a meal, listening to music by themselves on a local park. And niggas calling, white folk calling the police, talking about, like, I don't know how to not make y'all feel discomfort. Somebody wearing a hijab. Because that's her religion. Like her religion says she need to wear a head cover. You you feeling discomfort. Like, I don't know what the, <laughs> the fuck you want me to tell you. I don't know how we supposed to enforce this. I like it, it, it. The only way to enforce this, follow me, is for us to disappear. And you see the game? It's that's I mean, that's the game. Right? It's how 50 did job. At least to me, that's what that's the play he doing because ambition don't disappear just because it's somebody on top. Matter of fact, I'll bet you his people hella salty that he taking up so much space. So one more thing to add. Uh this is what happens when you record episodes a little too early. You know what I'm saying? Like then you get new information. I know this whole 50 did job metaphor was, you know, about the possibility of somebody like a DeSantos being able to dethrone Donald Trump, which I don't think is necessarily possible, but maybe. But in that metaphor, if we're going to continue it going on, then um, somebody that 50 or Ja didn't calculate for. Who ended up dethroning them both. Was Kanye West. Nobody saw him coming, not even his own label. Nobody saw him coming. And he became the dude. So I guess in the comparison, it would say if DeSantos is attempting to dethrone a Trump, which I don't necessarily see coming. Just like we didn't see 50 dethroning Ja. Somebody that neither one of them accounted for. is Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> she might take both day seats. Well, DeSantos, hope you'll get rich or die trying record. Do enough numbers. Because uh, if you're going to try to take on the boss, nigga, you better get your weight up. But I think maybe getting your weight up means attempting to pass more racist laws. Hood politics. Yeah, this here thing was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T.I. was Tip. Sometimes it happens. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media 
and the theme music by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. So y'all just remember, listen, every time you check in, if you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see y'all next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 